Good morning, it's your Friday night DM here, Shay Cormack. Uh, it's very early on a Saturday morning and I'm walking the streets, getting my exercise and uh, getting some inspiration for the day. And I wanted to start a podcast this morning by talking about Anchor. The Anchor app is pretty amazing. It makes creating your own podcast so simple, so easy. Just a couple of clicks and uh, you can manufacture a podcast and send it out onto the internet and promote it across different platforms extremely easily. Probably the most fun aspect of Anchor as an application is the ability of your listeners and subscribers to push a button and it allows them to make a one minute recording that they can send to you. Um, whether it's just some encouragement or a personal message or whether it's something that you might potentially um, re um, broadcast on a following episode of your podcast and then reply to or riff off of and so the anchor podcasting system is really cool and I just recommend it to anyone who wants to give it a crack uh, it's way easier um, and simpler just to talk out your ideas than try and type them up in a blog and uh, I just love also the like anchorite community that's been built around the OSR so I'd also recommend to anyone that's found this podcast that you you go and check out uh, some of the other anchor podcasts that are around the ideas of playing D&D in an old school fashion and uh, one of the great places you can go to uh, find out where all of those podcasts are available is to go to the Dungeon Discord um, which I will put a link of the, to that in my show notes. Uh, there's a list of all the podcasts that you can subscribe to and listen to and it's really fun uh, listening to lots of different people's ideas so you can incorporate them with your own um, and then just collaborating with them by making messages for their shows and uh, receiving messages from them. It's a really fun uh, part of making this podcast and uh, feel like uh, people are engaging with me that I have no idea what their real lifestyles are like. We've got uh, people from England calling in, people from uh, America calling in, and it's just really interesting. So I'm just about to play a nice uh, call in from Liren, and uh, let's let's uh, let her speak up. Hi Tay, I'm Liren. I have a podcast called Updates from the Middle of Nowhere, and I started listening to your podcast because I heard a comment you left on someone else's. And I have to tell you that your episode, the one I'm listening to the one right now about how you started gaming again and you missed it and how much you enjoy like just having fun with friends. We are about to change houses. The house we're in right now is so tiny that, I mean, we haven't been able to invite anyone over and I can't wait. That is the thing I can't wait for. I'm so excited. Anyway, I'm loving your podcast. It's wonderful. I have never played a hex crawl, but I'm enjoying listening. All right, you have a good one. Thanks for the call in, Liren. Uh, having people into your home and hosting them and um, socializing in that in-person way is somewhat becoming a bit of a, a lost art. Everyone's so insular in their lifestyles. Um, the way that our cities are created and the commuting becomes such an issue to just get from one place to another uh, makes you know another barrier to just popping around to your friend's place and hanging out. Um, everything's on demand, so you can have everything you need individually. Um, 
in the comfort of your own home and so it kind of takes away uh, a little bit of that motivation to go and spend time um, with your friends even things like the fact uh, when a TV show comes out now it comes out on Netflix and everyone can watch it at their own house whereas back in the day you might invite your friend round to watch a particular TV show um, that you both enjoy or a new movie comes out and someone goes to the video store and um, gets a copy of it and invites a bunch of friends around for a like a screening with lots of popcorn and chips and stuff like that and some of those ways we used to have of getting together and just having a laugh and for no particular reason uh, have disappeared due to technology and changing lifestyle and so any anything you can use as an excuse to drag people around to your house and spend time with them is pretty awesome so um, I really hope you all the best in uh, your change of home. I've got to say that's a recent change we had um, several months ago. We moved to a bigger home uh, with more space and a huge garage. And so during the uh, summer months, that big garage with lots of shelving for all my miniatures and 3D terrain and a big table with lots of chairs and all the other accessories you need for an awesome uh, gaming space. We've got that for the summer, uh, but in the winter we go inside uh, where all the heaters are and it's a little bit smaller and it's uh, <coughs> not quite as grungy, but it's, it's still fun. So uh, thanks so much, Laren, for your call-in. Uh, next I've got a call-in from uh, Colin and I've really been enjoying what, listening to Colin's um, podcast lately. His podcast is called Spike Pit and uh, it's a really great source of ideas and inspiration uh, for making new resources for your game and so let's Spike Pit speak for himself. Hey Shay, Spike Pit here man. I, listen, I love your podcast and I couldn't contain myself. I've just started listening and your man Dave Aldridge at D Percentile, he loves a random table as much as you do, as much as I do. I think we're all into them secretly, or not so secretly. And them, them handful of dice type tables, you get a bunch of them, you, you may well know this already, in uh, the Black Hack 2. But the other place where I first come across the, these things was in Stars Without Number by Kevin Crawford and you can pick up a free version of that on drive Through RPG and if you haven't seen that man that is a real eye-opener you, you just roll that handful of dice and generate factions urban encounters wilderness encounters it is a treasure trove of tables and you really need to check it out awesome job back to the Cheers Colin, uh, really great to get another call in from you mate and uh, I will most definitely today uh, go and download a copy of that Stars Without Number and check that out because I haven't looked at that um, previously and I hope uh, Riley's listening to this as well so that he gets a little bit more inspiration for his tables and uh, for the game that he's running. I'm guessing by now he's run the game he spoke of a few days ago uh, in one of his call-ins, so I'd love to hear how that went for him. I do have to say, last night was a Friday night and we didn't play D&D. I got a phone call at about one o'clock in the afternoon at work. My 12-year-old daughter had broken her ankle and uh, all hands on deck to deal with that and so D&D had to go into the back burner. So a little bit disappointed that we didn't get to play um, Lone Wolf uh, last night with my friend Joel dungeon mastering that but hey next week has a Friday in it too 
and we'll be back into it. So I'm quite hoping to uh, make a short review of playing my first experience of Lone Wolf next week after we play that. Um, but I'm also looking forward to being able to speak a little bit about uh, what I learned from reading Stars Without Number. And I'm just going to take a pause here before we start a, another segment. The real topic of this podcast is something that's just been coming to mind recently. It's just bubbled up to the top uh, of my consciousness in the last few days. But I realize that it's something that's been um, influencing my game design for a long time. And I think it comes from ICRPG and the influence of uh, Hankerin and Furnerale. Uh, but I want to start talking about it more, thinking about it more, getting some input from you guys, um, because I really think if I can tighten up this aspect of my game design, it's going to make a big difference. So with all of that uh, introduction to the idea, the idea is attacking players' resources. You might call it taxing their resources or putting pressure on their resources there's all different ways of phrasing it but the idea is that to make life difficult for the characters you need to start draining of them them of their hit points uh, or you know the number of torches they've got left in their backpack so they can't see um, underground in the dungeon or uh, start taxing their their rations so they're starting to get low on rations um, start taking away things from them uh, so that they have to start making some difficult choices, uh, some creative solutions to problems, um, and just putting them under some pressure. Because one of the problems, especially with 5th uh, edition Dungeons & Dragons, the, power, the characters are so powerful and they don't face any real problems um, other than getting into fights. And uh, that's just so unrealistic and it's not very fun. There's... Uh, no real difficulty in so much of the game and uh, even in the fights my real problem with D&D is that if you don't outright die in a fight it almost means nothing yes maybe the uh, the archer lost a few arrows they've got a little few less arrows in their quiver and uh, maybe everyone really wants a short rest or a long rest so they can recover all their spell points and all their various abilities and hit points but there's almost nothing lost to the party from having a fight and short rests and long rests in particular are just so powerful at recovering um, what you do lo lose in a fight and uh, the concept in fifth edition that you that an adventuring day might include up to six encounters before the, ch the chance uh, for a long rest is just insane I mean, every encounter or fight takes so long to play that if you were to play six fights in one day before you let the players have a rest, it would just be ridic ridiculous. The idea that they just walk around the countryside getting into fights all day um, is the only way they can see in D&D to really put the pressure on them, the players. And by the, by the fifth or sixth fight of the day, they're really starting to husband their resources and play carefully and strategically in their fighting and stuff like that. It just doesn't happen like that. I mean, you're lucky in a kind of, kind of uh, modern play of D&D to engage the players in like one, two, or maybe three fights in a day 
before they want to gonna um, just go somewhere and have a long rest. You know, there, I've got a lot of players and I've experienced a lot of players that as soon as they've had one fight, the first thing they want to do is have a short rest after that, if not a long rest. You know, you kind of get this comical version of D&D where the adventurers go out, they fight the first group of bandits and it's like about 11 o'clock in the morning and they say to themselves, well, this looks like a good place to set up camp. Someone put up the tent, someone go and get some dry firewood, we'll get the billy started, sit down for a cup of tea and uh, we'll just put our feet up until tomorrow morning and then we'll go out again and we'll go another mile or two down the road and see if we bump into any goblins. It's a crazy kind of um, way to play Dungeons and Dragons and it's something I really want to avoid. So I'm always looking for ways to tax the players of resources and not just hit points because again I am playing 5th edition so it's so easy for everyone to re recover hit points. Not only do you have the short rest mechanic, the long rest mechanic, but there's all the healers. There's so many healers. Like how many classes can have access to healing spells and their spell slots recover sometimes through a short rest, always through a long rest. And so healing's just on tap and not just for hit points, but you can have conditions or poisons or other things that are afflicting the player's health and just simple one slot spells can completely negate those and then all those spell slots refresh for the following day so it's just a, one of my pet peeves uh, with dnt is that so many of the resources that the players have just replenish overnight uh, in a long rest and the resources that don't replenish i.e spell slots and abilities and hit points things like rations and um, other pieces of equipment and stuff like that are almost ignored in so much play of D&D you know because a lot of travel is just hand waved um, dealing with the vicissitudes of the weather uh, and just the natural environment just completely hand waved no one hardly anyone plays like big long travel sequences where you actually have to uh, deal with the troubles found on the road which that's just life so these are just some of the existential problems I have um, with D&D and which I try and fix, manipulate, subvert um, by attacking the resources of the players and also creating uh, mechanics where we actually are counting things like rations, um, taking into account what weather they're um, encountering and what they need to survive that successfully, taking into account some of the hazards and pitfalls of just literally traveling from one place to another and the resources required for that. And so without tracking time, without tracking um, resources, without um, pressuring the players uh, in just the simple everyday act of traveling and moving through time and space, then you can't start to squeeze them, reduce their, um, their resilience so that when they get into really difficult situations like in fights and encounters with monsters uh, they have to think smart they don't just go well we're level five characters and we know our dungeon master is not going to throw any encounters at us that are beyond um, the cr rating for our party so i move to the closest monster and hit it with my sword you know it just creates gameplay that's just so simple um, and unnuanced whereas if the fighter gets to 
a combat and he's already lost some hit points he doesn't have any hit dice left for just getting healed through a short rest um, you know his sword is broken he's got like a minus one to attack minus one damage because it's his sword got uh, damaged when he had to use it to pry open the door or something like that I don't know maybe it's rusty because they've been traveling through the tropical forest for the last few days so his sword's not as as it normally is he's a little bit low on life he knows that the cleric only has a couple of spell points left um, because they haven't had a chance to have a decent rest in the last few days because they're constantly harried um, by predators and, and monsters in the forest. He's really got to think about what he's going to do now. And he's not just going to say, mm, I walk up to the nearest monster and hit it with my, with my sword. Well, people who play fighters probably will still do that. But there's a good chance he's going to think about if there's something a little bit smarter he can do with himself. Um, than just be a DPS um, point on the on the map. Anywho, that's what I'm starting to think about. I know I've already just ranted on it for a little bit. I'd love to get some feedback from some people, and I'll keep uh, developing this idea, I think, in another few podcasts. Cheers for listening, guys. Have a fun weekend, um, and I really appreciate everyone that called in. Bye.